citizens of the multiverse, it is time for Minions and Music! Evil Jeff here. Thanks for coming in. Hope you like the new intro. I really... Something came to mind. I was like, hey, I, I gotta put this down. So, I've got the other one that I've used last couple times, so... I don't know if I'm gonna flip back and forth between them. We'll see what happens. I know a number of people have been uh, receiving their OSC books today. Uh, or yesterday. People have been doing some unboxings. Tim Shorts over Gothard's Manor did one uh and hilarious with ivy oh and just the two of them play off each other so well <laughs> and uh, i believe shandy andy is uh gonna pull one out here soon uh, me nah i'm not an unboxer type of guy i'm like greedy i'm not gonna share it with you people i might give you my thoughts on the book later on once i've had a chance to appreciate it and everything but nah i don't need to do unboxings I'm more of a reviewer anyway. So, got a couple things that we're going to... Well, not actually. Not really a couple things. Probably talk about one thing today. Something that's near and dear to my heart. But, let's dig into the archives. Pull some of these voice messages that I've got out of the mothballs. And play uh, a couple of them that uh, just haven't had the opportunity to play yet. Let's see what we got. Hey Evil Jeff, it's Che from Roleplay Rescue. Just wanted to say thank you for your episode sharing all of Jason's call-ins and I guess thanks to Jason for calling in. Your last one, just talking about uh, backstory, I really, really enjoyed and I enjoyed it because I think you've just nudged me. I'm Right now, today, I'm just starting to, to do some work. I'm using some sci-fi stuff and um, I'm harping back to Traveller, the classic Traveller, and I'm thinking about why did I used to love that generation system and the answer is because it gives me a decent backstory nothing in detail not a lot of depth but just i know where my carrots came from and i think the one thing i also want is just a little bit of motivation so when i'm creating this new campaign which is probably going to be a solo thing but might become something else i'm going to start with why are you in space you'll see motivation where are you from you know i, I really do want to build that in thanks Hey, Evil Jeff, Jason here, Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Interestingly enough, in the recent The Black Hat game, I hadn't put much thought... I, you know, it's not true. I had put a little bit of thought into backstory for my character. Played Bardo the Charmer, who's a really ugly thief. I knew by rolling background tables that he had been bought by a wizard as a child. And I knew he was carrying around a still-beating heart in his pocket. So I knew a little bit about him. But I didn't really put that together in a personality. Then I felt, I, I've talked about this other places, I felt inadequate um, at the table because while I was playing with RPG Superstar, RG, yeah, RPG Podcast Superstars, and they all came with a lot of personality and a lot of interesting stuff, and I was kind of dull. And, and I felt I dropped the ball there. So if I had put more thought into the character before I played, I'd have been much better off. So you aren't wrong. I mean, we're looking at this slightly differently, I think. I wasn't look I'm not I don't look at the idea of not having the emergent backstory as a way of min-maxing by any means. Um 
but I definitely think I I would have done better in that game if I had put more thought into it. So I I may have been hasty in the call in I in the comments I made and I may be revisiting my thoughts on that as well. So anyhow, I enjoy your podcast. I'm looking forward to how it evolves, especially now that you don't have me helping you make content. So we'll talk to you later. Bye. Look at the sound of that. Two people moving towards my line of thought. <laughs> no, actually, no. Yeah, Jay Webster, other Jason. Um, Yeah, I would say that's definitely one of those things that you get a lot more out of having a background than not having a background. Um, and I think Jason, it really came through in your two messages there that, you know, you've got to, having something is better than nothing. Yeah. That sounds like a good way to go. So, though I, I, I got to thinking about it, listening to your message again, and realized that there's actually two portions of it. Background is part of it. Um, but I think what you were needing was a personality. So you needed to think of a personality and then maybe look at the background. Because I, I will still say that your personality is going to be shaped by your background. That That's really what's happening. Might have something already, but your background really does shape it. And it gives you something else to play with. Yes, it's emergent. And I know my comment about min-maxing was <sighs> probably not the best thing to have there. But in all honesty, I think you can see that to a degree. But let's not quibble over that tonight. But yeah, thank you guys for calling in. Sorry it took a while to think about getting those in whatsoever. And uh, let's get to tonight's topic. Over the last few months, there's been a large uptick in the number of games that those of us in the OSR and Correct community have been playing. Uh, in large part to Jason, that you heard earlier, uh, instigating these games, encouraging other people to run them. Not to say that there weren't already games running. Jason Hobbs with Kalamata. Cody Maza with Baramaze. Uh, there was a lot of stuff already there. Um, but it really just seemed like once Jason gets involved, things have kind of jumped and been moving and shaking a lot more. So, yes, I will give him some credit there. He's done a great job of that. But what about those of us that when we look at the time of these games and when things are happening and so forth, it's not convenient for us. We don't have the opportunity because we've got other obligations. Uh, for myself, many of the times that games are available, I'm already busy. 
I have obligations. So limited time. And whenever I get an opportunity to game it, then I'll do so. So how do I still get a chance to game? How can you possibly get a chance to game? Well, for me, I have to turn to play by post. And that's what I want to talk about here. You know, what can you do? What could play by post do for you? So let's explore a little bit of that. All right, so why play by post? What, what do you get out of it? One of the big things I believe is creativity. You get a great opportunity to expand your creativity as a DM or GM, whichever phrase you like. But running a game, if you do things live or maybe in person, Play by Post exposes you to other people, other ways of saying things, other descriptions. Always helps you be creative. And if you're running a game, you know, hey, type it out. Just write things down. I mean, you would be surprised at how much more, you know, you could learn different terms of phrases, you know, expand your vocabulary possibly. Writing something out and then reading it usually makes it sound better in your head eventually, you know, with wording. <clears throat> you don't feel you're creative? Well, get in on a game. You'll see other people and how they're doing things. And you might get tempted to go ahead and add that to your repertoire. You're going to connect with others. There are other people out there that are playing by post. You go and look at, let's see, Unseen Servant, RPOL.net, Dragon's Foot, um, Obsidian Portal. I mean, there's a number of other places besides those. Those are just ones that I know I've looked at and attempted before. Or, hey, how about um, Rollgate? Now, Rollgate's a little bit different. It's not played by post, in my opinion. It's played by chat. But same idea. You're connecting with others. You know? We all need a little bit of companionship. No man, no woman, no individual is an island. So, talking with other people, you know, we can share little problems. We can, you know... Oh, man, I had a rough day. Oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah, I've got something going on. I'm going to have to step away for a day or two. Okay, well, hurry up and get back. You know, hope everything's going well for you. You know, it might seem empty or hollow, but a number of times there's concern, especially when you game with somebody for a while. And many a times these different forums have a out-of-character place just to chat. You bring up all sorts of things. One of the games I was in, we got into a discussion, at least 30 to 40-odd posts, about old-school essentials. What was good about it, uh, and this is right as the Kickstarter uh, was going on. We even encouraged one of the guys that was playing, like, ooh, well, hey, you know what? Maybe I should get it. And I believe he did get into the Kickstarter. So, you would get to connect with others. 
One of the other play-by-post things that you can also do and it will help you with is learn the rule set. Now, that being said, you have to realize it's going to be slow. The pace of many a play-by-post game is, is not glacial, as some people have said, but it is slow. But it's one of those things that you can eventually kind of get a feel for the system and understand what's going on. It's not going to be quick. Not as better, not as good as if you were like, well, let, let's go to the Barbarians of the Murray game that Jason ran. I think for the four of us that were running through that, five of us, five of us, yeah, five of us, they ran through that. We got a good idea quickly of how to run it, how it works. And we could probably jump right back into it without even blinking. Play by post, yeah, it's going to take a little bit longer. But you'll at least learn a rule set. It may force you to sit down and read that PDF or open up that box that's been sitting on the shelf that you haven't bothered to look at for a while. And why do you buy these things if you're not going to look at them? Seriously. Focus on something. So you want to get into a game. What should you look for? Wherever you go to find a game, including Rollgate, find something that has a posting rate that you can be comfortable doing. You are committing to a game, just like any live game where you're going to sit down for three hours a week. You're committing to a game. It would not be unheard of. In fact, let me give you an example. Myself, with the number of games that I've got, I would say I take about 30 minutes a day to check the forums, read what's there, maybe respond, depending on what the situation is. Might take a little bit longer, but let's just say I average 30 minutes a day, seven days a week, and honestly, most of those games are not that long, but let's just say it's a good paced game. Seven days a week, that's 210 minutes. I'm already over three hours a week. But it wasn't in one big chunk. It's at my time schedule where I can fit it in. So some of these games have posting rates that can be rather daunting. There was a roll gate game that I looked at that was very interesting from the description. But the posting rate that the GM was asking for was going to be multiple times during the day. And I cannot commit to that. You know, I can check email three or four times throughout my, you know, throughout my work day. Uh, usually you can't really respond until maybe lunch or maybe at, right after work. Maybe go home, maybe first thing in the morning. It will depend in there. So, you know, whatever is comfortable for you, your schedule, but you got to schedule it. I refer you back to Che Webster's uh, last season's episode about fitting in your gaming. You know, you've got to make it fit in. It's that, that rock that you put in the jar. You know, you got the big things that you got to do, and then the other things you like to do that are smaller rocks. 
you know, how do you fit them in there? You know, you've got to make the effort. You got to schedule it. So whatever is going to help you with your posting rate. Other things to look for, if you go to these forums, is try to find something that's long running. Or a GM, maybe that's opening up a new game, that is been GMing for a while. Maybe hopefully done a number of play by post, not GMing a play by post, but maybe having played in a number of play by posts. Because that way we know there's a expectation and they know what they're looking for and what to expect from other people. That's probably one of the other things to look for. And if you go to any of the forums that I listed, plus some of the other ones, that are out there, you probably will be able to find several long-running games. Let me just go ahead and throw out Unseen Servants, since that's the one that I go to the most. There are at least two games that have been running for years on there. Uh, one of them is an open sandbox, uh, 1E, yeah, AD&D 1E, and that guy's constantly needing new things. RPOL, I believe, also has. There's a. I have been a 5e game that was on there that's fairly open that you could get into. Now, in general, one thing that you don't have to do on a play by post game do not treat every post like it's NaNoWriMo. The GM does not need you to write the next great novel every time you post. I do have a tendency to get a little verbose with things, try to add a little flourish with my games, you know, some character thoughts or whatever. But when I really look at it, I don't need to do that. I can be very, very basic. But check and see what your GM wants. And, you know, there should be some expectation there. One thing that you should do in a game is communicate. If you're not going to be available, send a message. I mean, it's just common courtesy, right? You, you can't make it to a game, you know, in real life or online. Don't you communicate and say, hey, I, I can't make it. Cool, all right, we can work with it. You know, let them know. It's just the same way. Going silent for a long period of time really stinks. That kills off more games than anything else. People having slow posting rates or going slower than the rate that the GM asks for, that would be something I would also look at as well. You know, or being care be aware of. You know, if I was going to run a play-by-post game, I would try to set the expectations. Tell people, you know, we're going to, I'm going to try to do something at least three times a week. Maybe four times a week, whichever happens there. But at least three times a week, there's going to be something that I'm going to post, and that way you can react with it. You know, give, your, give somebody 48 hours. We all have different schedules, but... You know, within a 48-hour period, gracious, within a 24-hour period, you ought to be able to respond, even if it's just a simple, yeah, move forward and attack the orc. 
I go hide in the shadows. I duck into the bushes and try to hide myself. And then try to shoot an arrow at the rabbit. You know, it doesn't have to be very big. But communication, it helps. Well, I think that's it for me for right now. I think that's good enough to start a discussion. You know, you probably have gotten my viewpoint on it. I definitely know that I'm passionate about it. I enjoy it. I think it's a great way for people to at least get back into the hobby a little bit. You know, get your feet wet. Um, I've tried out several rule systems that I would never have had the opportunity to do before in these play-by-post games. Some of them, a GM just wants to do at one time. You know, play one adventure. I think one of the uh, games that I really liked, which was running Blue Home, ran for just barely a year. That's not too bad. It ran at a pretty good pace. It was right at the end of it, we were like, yeah, we'd like to keep going. And the GM's like, well, I really wasn't expecting to go any further, which was a bummer. Because I think the four of us that, well, actually ended up being only three of us that were part of the group. There was a fourth person who disappeared within the first 30 seconds, it seemed like. But the three of us that were playing, I mean, we made a pretty good team and we liked the way it was running. Oh, in fact, funny enough, it was running in the world of Harn. (laughs) All right, well... As always, appreciate you coming by. Thanks for listening in. Uh, not sure what else I'm going to do here. Holidays are coming up, so schedule might be a little crazy. And after the holidays, I'm heading out to go see Minion Bait. Excuse me, Minion Bravo graduate from basic training. Hey, yeah, that's going to be awesome. And. Maybe I'll get a chance to do an interview with him or something, and maybe we'll get a chance to chat uh, some there. But, yeah, it's going to be a a great time. So I know I'll be away for possibly a couple weeks. But I'll be listening to everybody else's uh, podcast. Believe you me. All right. Again, thanks for coming in. And remember, wherever you go, just take me with you. I'm just a podcast away. Witchcraft!